0: episode 361 for february 2015 and if you're a fan of this podcast and our website i'd appreciate your support please log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. look for a button on the right hand side of the site that says support this site via paypal and you can help us pay the bandwidth costs to keep 361 episodes of the podcast online ready for you to download all right on with the show gang Spacers, we're tackling spider history. Uh, February 2002, we're going back to JR. Not as many books this month as uh, 96 when we reviewed so many books. My goodness.
1: Boy, I don't even remember what we talked about in January because that was more than a month ago, really. I mean, so I I don't remember. Uh, Anyway. Amazing, amazing Spider-... Oh, go ahead. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right, Brett. Go right ahead. Why, thank you. Hey, we record these back-to-back. Don't let anybody know. Yeah. Uh, well, amazing- you you're not, you're not as right, right as George right. was today, but you're still right.
0: <laughs> amazing Spider-Man Volume 2, Number 38 came out. JMS wrote it. Uh, John Romita, Jr. penciled it. Uh, this one uh, is called The Conversation.
1: Yes, indeed. Yep. This was one of the most overdue moments in Spider-Man history. And one of the great losses of the whole one-more-day, brand-new-day shit fest, um, Aunt May finds out. And basically the the setup, how ironic now, the setup is that Spider-Man finally beat Morlin – well, I guess not permanently uh, <laughs> you know he beat Morland by you know basically injecting himself with a uh, radiation, and then Morland basically overdosed on absorbing spider man 's spirit or Katra or whatever shit anyway, but Morland had had literally beat the crap out of him, and so you know he got back limped back to his apartment and ripped his costume off and you know laid there a bloody mess and Basically, went into his healing mode, you know. But Aunt May decided to come pay him a visit, and uh, surprise, there there he is, laying in bed, all beaten up in a torn Spider-Man costume. And unlike dim-witted old Aunt May in the past, who could have been fooled by saying, "Oh, I was holding it for the real Spider-Man," uh, Aunt May find that uh, yeah, the Aunt she knows the score, and uh, she uh, spends, I think, the next issue kind of walking around and deciding what to do. Uh, and then calls Peter and says, we have to talk. And, and during this time, I think, actually, uh, number 36, the uh, World Trade Center issue figures in. But anyway, so now yeah. here we are, number 38, and uh, May confronts Peter. And he decides that he tries to lie to her, but basically she tells him that it's not going to work this time, and she's on to him. And what follows next is actually, except for one moment, is actually a pretty Darn good, solid conversation. It's funny because, you know, (laughs) May comes in. You know, Peter says, Steve says she has a piece of his costume. He tries to come up with a lie, and she says, you know, forget it. Now, listening to the DVD commentary on Amazing Spider-Man number two, uh, the filmmakers, I think, admit said they have the, they have the approach that May does know there in that, that that Spider Peter is Spider Man, but yeah. she is not going to tell him. He is going to have to tell her. Uh, but I just thought that was something interesting.
0: I haven't listened to that commentary. That's cool. Yeah. At, at the end of the first movie. It was hinted that Sally Field knows, yeah. a bit. That, so yeah, I think
1: that they pretty well came out and said that she knows, but yeah. you know she's not gonna he, she's gonna make him tell her. Uh, but anyway, Peter, you know Maeve is just you know upset that Peter has lied to her all these years, and uh, you know why didn't you tell me? And Peter said he was I was trying to protect you, blah blah blah. And Aunt Mae's got this great line: Do you think I would just keel over and die if you told me? Uh, which, <laughs> well, basically, nice. which, which basically, which <laughs> yeah. basically she's saying, you know, basically she's saying, with all the shit I've been through in my life, you thought this would do it, dumbass. Uh, now, if it was yep. the Ditko Aunt May, would that would that make a difference?
2: Well, the Dicko yes, Aunt May was on her deathbed every other issue. Yeah. Well, the,
1: here, here's the thing. Um, and, and and you, you uh, I was I was going to go into this later, but you know, Zach, you know, premature, which has gotten him in tr- uh, trouble elsewhere. Damn. Uh, <laughs> <Wow. laughs>
0: the, the
1: difference now, for example, when May when Spider-Man first started, uh Peter was a, a, an underage minor essentially. And he was living with Aunt May, and, uh, you know, she would have tried to tell him to stop being Spider-Man. And the thing is, that was so close, he didn't want to reveal his his quote-unquote original sin, you know, that he had let the burglar get away. And at that time, Ben's death would have been so fresh, I don't think May could have handled it. Yeah. It, It would have been irresponsible. Peter, I mean, you know, and Peter was, like I said, 15, 16 years old playing superhero. You know, your parent finds out you're 15, 16 years old playing superhero. Uh, that ain't going to fly, you know. Right. But so Peter was absolutely justified in hiding his secret identity. But after he moved out, you know, after he became of legal age, after he moved out, after he started living on his own, after the years started to pass, he actually, in my opinion, was hurting May more by all the lying Make you know, making her think that he was, you know, he didn't give give a shit about her. He, you know, he didn't show up when he was supposed to, and, you know, he actually hurt her more than coming up with the truth. And it, it it did. It got to be silly. It just absolutely got to be silly that here's a grown man, you know, who can't who can't tell his mommy, um, what you know what's going on. Uh, every, every time t-
2: I read Nathan Lubinsky bitching Peter out, now, I'm going to hear Jr.'s voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, 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 and basically, you know, if I were Peter, and it's like, oh, well like, well, like, Jay Jameson, you know, criticizes Peter sometime, you know, and if I were Peter, I would, like, point my finger and say, listen, old man, you married her, but you aren't my father. Go piss off, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and I would have said the same to Nathan Lebinsky, too, you know. You ain't my father. Go piss off. Um, but yeah, I mean, Peter was hurting her more by hiding it from her by that time. So anyway, um, but anyway, that was a good line. What, you think I'm just going to keel over and die? Uh, and, and basically, um, she she and, she and actually, May does offer the most rational explanation for Peter refusing to tell her is that he was afraid she'd tell him to stop. She was afraid that he'd, she, he, she'd make him make a choice between her and being Spider-Man, and he didn't want to face it, which is true, which is, 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 is very logical. Now, here's where the problem here, – here is the one just t- misfire by Straczynski during the whole story. Peter tells her that uh, Uncle Ben's death is his fault because he let the burglar get by, but then May says, oh, no, it's my fault. Because Ben and I got in a silly argument, which you know married couples do <laughs> all the time. You, you'll learn this, Spidey dude. Uh, yep, and, uh, you
2: will. You will. Anyway, <laughs>
1: basically, because they get in a silly argument, and Ben gets upset, and he goes decides to walk it off, and that's when the bu- burglar kills him. So, like he's like the victim of a drive-by or a mugging or something, which is is dumb. Because first of all, the whole I mean, and Mar Wolfman. I mean, for one, Marv Wolfman had a very explicit, because we had never really seen what exactly had happened to, until Wolfman dramatized it in issue 200. Basically, Ben was shot dead right in front of her. And it was a violent home invasion. And she shot her life. She saw her life partner murdered in front of her eyes. That would be traumatic. That would be right. devastating. That that would be what Peter was did not want her to relive, you know. And so basically what Straczynski did when he came up with this, what the hell? You know, so I guess it was like, well, Aunt May and Peter couldn't reach common ground unless May said, oh, no, it's really my fault. You know, I mean, it, it, it you know, she he totally weakened that entire moment, you know, by saying, oh, yeah, he just walked off and got killed. Uh, no, 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 no. But, right. but otherwise, the rest of the issue, the rest of the conversation they have is is a is an adult conversation. And yep. it was a brand new – it was a damn good issue. It was a brand new era for Spider-Man, and it's just a shame that this uh, this obtuse, narrow-minded, you know, it's not the Spider-Man I grew up with, so I don't want to see it anymore type thinking that pervades Marvel uh, has taken over and, and may no longer knows.
0: We've said it before, Aunt May is the, one of the best things of JMS's run. Yep.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Absolutely. Before then, Absolutely. the only dynamic thing uh, that Mackie
2: had done since they brought her back was give her a new hairdo.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they did. It was like, ha. here's the new May, and she has a new but, haircut.
2: But now in defense, uh, well, not in defense, but uh, I, I'm not going to say that JMS was the first one after she came back to do something with her because Jenkins wrote her very well also. Yeah. <clears throat> And that but, was that was right. That was slightly before JMS. Yeah,
1: but yeah, but JMS got the ball rolling, and I mean, it was his idea, and he he had he had enough um, power. What to I like.
2: What yeah. I like, Jr. Was remember? I think like in the issue after this, Aunt May's writing out a list of things to do. I think at the top of it is forgive Peter, mm-hmm. and below that is cancel Bugle subscription. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah Let's that's right. That you mailed this, Jonah. Well, yeah, that the was the enough is, set issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: now, the thing is, is uh, J.R., when you were talking about how it seemed it was shameful that Peter never told her, told Aunt May the truth after so many years. Um, now that he, thanks to um, the uh, mind, was had the mind wipe where everybody's identity was. Right. Yeah. And so Peter now, would, you, you could argue that Peter now knows how Aunt May would react. And he knows that if he tells her the mm. truth that she would not be, you know, kill over anything like this. So why is he still keeping it from her at this point? Yeah,
1: well, I that's mean, a good point. Yeah, yeah it's a really it, good point.
3: Yeah, because at this point because at this point he should he knows that she can take it and she can handle it and everything. But for some reason, oh, because we have to reflect it, it has to be like the did classic
0: that, did that story did that story not happen? This is why I mean, no, the story why, still
3: apparently yeah. story still happened though.
0: Okay. That's yeah, the
3: thing.
2: This is why One More Day sucks because remember you had that great moment when Peter and Aunt May went to Hollywood to see Mary Jane. Mhm. And then Mary Jane found out that Aunt May knew. Mm-hmm. And then that it, she was relieved because now she had somebody to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, aside from Peter. And and you know, I mean that was that was the ongoing conversation through that both those issues, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, okay, so one more day happened. So what did they talk about? You know, or why did they even go you know what I mean? I mean it's Oh
3: just, no, no no it the thing is it still happened. It's just that one of them can't remember.
2: It happened, it just <laughs> didn't happen. It's uh so, it's, <laughs> Lord, it's a yeah, I goddamn mess.
1: I mean and then I mean and then like I always took go back to the uh, psycho psycho May story when you know he wasn't there at Betty Brant's side or whatever and she tried to make right. him feel guilty because mm-hmm. he was a fifteen year old boy that ran away and couldn't <laughs> handle and that his he should have been there to comfort her, him the fifteen year old boy, her the grown adult, he should have stayed to comfort her. Well, beyond the fact that, well, that issue is is an F. That's an example of an F issue. I remember basically yeah. twisting
2: off on that real hard. That's offensive. <laughs> but at, at yeah. that time,
1: it would have been. I would have sat the old bat down and had a conversation with her. You know, yeah. it was like, no, you, you're not going to think of me this way. You're, you're not. No, you're not going to do that. This is what really happened.
2: If she's old enough to screw, she's old enough. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs>
2: enough to uh, hear that's the right. Goddamn truth.
1: If her heart is if her heart is strong enough for sexual activity, like in the Viagra commercials, then right. Can handle Peter Parker be inspired. If she can
0: <laughs> ride Jonah's dad. Okay, okay. Yeah. The other issue that came out this month is uh, Peter Parker's Spider-Man Volume 2, number 38, written by Paul Jenkins and uh, Mark Buckingham. This is called Make Mine Marvel.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, this, as Spidey Dude alluded to earlier, was part of the uh, Nuff Said month. Nuff Said was the month where all Marvel titles were done without dialogue. And the only reason, the, the re- is in be- I, I think it was because Straczynski was telling such a, well, uh, uh, an important story in Spider-Man history. They went ahead instead of interrupting it for a month or whatever. They went ahead and let him tell his story, and then the next issue of Amazing was their "Enough Said" month. But anyway, right? Uh, Paul Jenkins did this, and this this is really a clever. This is a clever little story, clever little issue, and really makes use of the whole "Enough Said" thing because the the bad guys are a group of evil minds. <laughs> and, <laughs> I love it. And I mean it and, and it's funny because when you re- even the, the credits are funny because mm. uh it, it harkens back to the old days where Stanley would always like slip in little insults or nods or something or winks in in the credits. And uh so like the 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 credits here uh Paul Jenkins, you wonder what he did this issue. Mark Buckingham carrying the entire load. Uh <laughs> you know and it, it was all up and down like that. It was funny. It was But anyway, the evil yeah. mimes and, and really, the story, you can follow the story. The evil mimes are plotting revenge against Spider-Man. Uh, we find out that, you know, Peter takes home a whole bunch of papers to grade, uh, gets something out of the fridge. That's where we see Kevin, the sentient moldy cheese, you know, uh, of course, Jenkins had a running joke that you know the you know the moldy cheese. Anyway, we find out that Kevin is sentient because Kevin's in love with Peter. Uh, anyway, there's Barker the dog who we never really did find out what the deal was with Barker. Uh, you know, Barker's running around, but you know, Barker's running around with uh, women's underwear, uh, you know, hanging from his mouth, you know. And anyway, Spider-Man foils what he thinks is a robbery, but it's a setup by the murderous mimes who have a tank. And drive, and also some of them drive around in a pink Volkswagen, <laughs> anyway, so, so the murderous minds get to the stoplight in their pink Volkswagen with a tank behind them, and then just also a group of monks in their Volkswagen pull up, and in one of those, you know, like looking at each other, you know my my car's hotter than your car or whatever, well, uh, you know the monks don't get very far. <laughs> and uh anyway, Spider-Man, you know, is, is being chased by the, the the murderous monks in the tank in the pink Volkswagen. And so he he finds his solution. He goes to the Acme Plexiglass Factory <laughs> and traps them all in one big see-through plexiglass square. Nice. That's, that's a it, this this was a nice story. This was this was good. I mean, you know, Jenkins Jenkins could do a hell of a one two issue story
0: yeah he could he could unfortunately
1: he could. you get more than that, and you were pushing your luck he just he didn't just not like the,
0: like, it's not like the venom book the 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 venom uh spec right. origin i, I funny. think yeah. you know, a
1: funny the only show? story he pulled off that was any length, I think was death in the family. That was a four-parter, and I think that's the only one he pulled off. The rest of them just didn't work. But nope. when it came to one and two issues, I don't know that anybody was better.
2: Yeah. A funny addendum to awesome. this to this issue, Brad. This yes. is Back when JR. and I were with Hero Realm,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: Thir- thirteen years ago, this book came out, which is am- incredible to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, I'm I don't th- because in those Nuff said issues, they were printing the scripts at the end of them. Mm. And, I and for that. whatever reason, I I don't remember the exact series of events, but I think that for whatever reason the script for this may not have been printed. It and, was
1: only partially printed. Yeah, and Jenkins
2: sent me the full the full script to post over at Hero Room, and we did.
1: Wow, so cool.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Jenkins is just a nice guy. He is a, once a fantastic person. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. It sounds like we didn't do grades yet. I mean, an well, A on the last one and an a, a on
1: one this one? But we've actually got one more, but yeah, we didn't do grades. I, w- I would say both of these get an A, really.
0: I would agree. Uh are we going Tangled Web or are we going Ultimate Spider-Man?
1: No, we, we don't do Ultimate. Okay. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. No, that's, that's the Ultimate Spider-Man Chronicles. Uh, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're we've never about done doing one.
1: Uh All right, that's fine. Now Tangled Web uh, uh, great. Tangled
0: number nine looks like. Tangled Web number nine by yeah. written by Bruce Jones, art by one of my favorites. Uh doesn't get much credit. Lee Weeks Bruce exactly.
1: Jones. Um, didn't he do the Hulk? Bruce yes Jones? he did. Yeah,
0: he started off good but went the fizzled crowd. out like a bad fart. No doubt. Holy cow.
1: We've talked about uh, Tangled Web before uh, in the infamous Tombstone in Prison issue with the Vaseline and Scissors. Uh, this is a far more mundane one. Obviously, Tangled Web was the Spider-Man series that didn't star Spider-Man, uh, but focused on those whose world and lives he affected. Anyway, th- this is the last part of a three-part tale called Gentleman's Agreement. Um Real quick, there's a cab driver out there by the name of Charlie who's dying of brain cancer. Uh, And he goes to another doctor who says that they can operate, but uh, the operation will cost half a million bucks. We happen to find out that this cabbie just happens to know who Spider-Man is. Uh, And so we we know that because when he calls the Daily Bugle, he asks for Peter's extension uh, and says, hey, there's a mugging or whatever. And then Spider-Man arrives and, and and breaks it up. So, okay. Now, in any other Spider-Man issue at the Daily Bugle, not the Daily Globe where he had a real job, but at the Daily Bugle, has Peter ever had a desk and a phone?
0: No. He's a photog. Uh,
1: a freelancer. Exactly. But, but this guy is able to call him up, ask for extension 126, Parker here, and then, you know, the guy says that there's a burglary or whatever in process and Spider-Man comes. Eh, anyway. Uh, we then see Charlie kind of going around some, some crooks looking like he's willing to sell the secret, what he knows for money for this operation. We find, we, we, we think that Charlie is going to try to sell out Spider-Man to these bad guys. Uh, basically he says, I, he gets a job as a security guard so he can case the joint and so, tells these bad guys, uh, there's a million dollars of jewels at this jewelry store that I'm a security guard at. Uh, you, you can steal them. I'll tell you how, but I get half and then I'll tell you I'm going to meet Spider-Man and you can follow me and you know, I'll t- you know, things of like that and find out who he is. Well, it turns out Spidey and Charlie are actually working together to con the crooks and they con them into showing up at a 10th anniversary Spider-Man or 10th annual Spider-Man convention.
0: <laughs> There's a Spider-Man convention? Yeah, in the yeah. Universe? So they can't... Wow. Uh,
1: turns out Spidey was really... Uh, any, a, well, anyway, so Spidey catches the bad guys. Charlie fences his half of the jewels for half a million, which we find out actually was for an operation for his son, who was also dying. Okay. his Jesus son. Christ. Yeah. His son, <laughs> is, his son is saved, but Charlie goes well, into an irreversible coma because of his brain cancer. And his last thoughts, because we've been seeing flashes of... This accident, but we don't, you know, we just see bits and pieces of it. Well, his last thoughts as he slips into this irreversible coma is how he found out that Peter was Spider Man. And basically, during a, uh, car, a car chase, the cops are actually chasing the same bad guys that, you know, figured in later in the story. Uh, the cops crash into Charlie's car and pin him under the car. Uh, Sp- oh. Spidey pulls him out, gets him out, and he says, My kid's in the back seat. Spider-Man pulls the kid out gives the kid mouth to mouth his mask is already partially up and the kid when he revives out of reflex grabs Spider-Man's mask and pulls it off and Mm. therefore Charlie sees Peter Parker's face of course how he recognizes Peter Parker out of a city of 8 million New Yorkers when the guy is not famous I mean he's a photographer but yeah he's not a newsman he's not a TV person he's nothing so how the guy recognizes him I don't know great art by Lee Weeks you know, if if they had told this story in an, in one issue, it, it might it might have been a really nice issue. But it's just it's too long, and you know re- requires you to take. There's too many leaps of logic, and you know it, it is what it is. Yeah,
0: great on that one. You think? Oh, C minus. Right, this is a good month. It sounds like definitely a good
1: heard. month. Yeah, definitely. Aunt May Fair. finds out, and then Jenkins enough yeah. said. Story. Definitely Very pick good. up the, both those in the back issue then.